the law of one basically is an explanation, a metaphysical explanation of the universe in which we live. And it has this amazing, unique ability to satisfy so many questions about like, why are we here? What's all this about? Is there a purpose behind what we're seeing? These questions that should seem obvious that the average person doesn't even ask very much, but to people like you and I, we can't stop asking those I've questions. I've been hungry for that question ever since I was a little boy. Yeah. I've, I've always been like, why do adults treat each other so poorly? Mm-hmm. What else is there besides that? Yeah. Whatever that essence is, which is really a search for God. Yeah. I just didn't know it at the time. Right. So please, I digress. Like, I think all of us have felt that, that interstitial yeah. tension. And we wonder, what else is there? What's this all about? <laughs> So the best way to look at what we call consciousness is like a color wheel. So if you're on like, you know, paint or some editing program, Canva, you pull up the color wheel to choose your color and it's the colors bleed into each other. There's no separation between the colors. They just sort of bleed into each other. Mm. So we have red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. The law of one says consciousness is actually like that in that we are moving through the color wheel of consciousness. And uh, of course, the seven uh, densities correlate to our seven chakras and the seven colors of the color wheel. It's kind of a, it's a universal archetype that's built in, right? So I like to say the simplest explanation of the densities of consciousness is you could think of them like the chakras of the universe in that the universe has a seven part progression in its uh, return back to the creator, back to source, just like we do in our seven energy centers. So if you know what energy centers are, this will be a pretty easy conversation to follow. If you aren't familiar with chakras, then you know we'll try to distill it for you a little bit. But each energy center, as most people know, represents like a different aspect of our being, right? Our expression, our personality, whatever. And so each density correlates to what that chakra represents but instead of on a micro level, on the macro level. So for example, the first chakra we know is the root chakra, which is red. And the first density is the red density, which is the density of, they call it being or beingness. So this is when the physical universe just begins, right? You just have the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and space. And for billions of years, as far as we know, those five elements of the first density interact and mesh with each other and create planets and stars. And after so much interaction, consciousness begins to evolve from the first density into the second density, which is the correlates to the second chakra, the sacral. That's the orange ray energy center. And orange is the color of awareness. So the second density of consciousness was when, let's say, Earth has formed, an ocean has formed on the planet after billions of years. Just, I can't even really fathom that with my mind. It's it's great no, to hear you yeah. say that, but like, how could we even know what that is? Yeah, that amount of time. Yeah, and Ra even says the time is vast in your estimation, but meaningless in total because there's no time in the universe. It, there's no such thing as a long time for the universe, right? It's just a mental idea. So, the second density is growth and movement. So, anything that can interact and move with its environment would be considered a second density life form. So this is where consciousness gains the ability to be an individual self, even though it's not aware that it is yet, it can have an environment and it interacts and everything from microbial life, which is where second density would start through insects, plants and animals, and even like pets, 
would be like the latest stage of a second density creature. That's all second density. Now, when the mind does this thing <clears throat> where it kind of flips in on itself and becomes an object to itself and it says, I am, I exist, I am aware of what I am. That's the beginning of third density, the yellow ray solar plexus chakra. And that's when, when all three of the lower chakras are available, that's when the ego is created. The ego is our sense of being an individual separate self that's separate from the universe and moving within it and, and fighting against it and struggling against it, but not one with it, right? That's third density consciousness. So that's the consciousness that humanity is currently in, but we're actually just now beginning to transition into the fourth density, which of course correlates to the heart chakra, the green ray. And that's the density of love and unity. So after consciousness spends a couple hundred thousand years in third density, uh, with tribal warfare and competition and murder and genocide and all these horrible atrocities that happen in third density. Like you don't see animals committing genocide with one another, right? There's this balance nature has built yeah. in. Well, after consciousness suffers from the belief in separation, which is third density, it forces consciousness to learn, you know, is there a better way to be in the universe? Is there a better way to exist here? Because of the pain. Because of the pain. So the pain is necessary. It's an evolutionary driving force, absolutely. From third to fourth density. From third to fourth density. It's the vehicle, right, that moves consciousness forward because you can't stay there forever. Because, dude, that's been this looming question for me is if we're going to evolve, does it always have to come from the vacuum and the contrast of pain and suffering? And in some way, whether it's Buddha or whether it's the Tao or whether it's Christianity or any kind of faith-based practicum, it always seems like there is this high-low pressure. Yeah. And I think it was Aristotle, you know, nature hates a vacuum. And then Watts took that on and then made it really popular. That vacuum is actually the yin yang. It's the, it's the God experiencing God's self. Almost you could even say Satan, the fallen angel. Right? Yeah. Like we, we need all these things to talk about. And even, you know, that's why I, I warned y'all, like this is a very heart-based, very faith-based conversation. But if you're not careful, your mind can start going way out there and pull you away from the teachings that that you're actually bringing to us. So in this fourth part, it's the the physicality. This is also the the paranormal, right? There can be like ex extraterrestrials in 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 the fourth uh, density. So I think about the way that you and I experience each other. Like we can feel each other. We have the micro muscles in our face. You're looking at me to see if I'm safe. I'm looking at you to see if you're safe. And like that's how we figure each other out. Mm -hmm. What is the the physical? What is the physicality of this? fourth density why is that so important that we're in a physical body on this path to achieve oneness essentially mm -hmm. what's that all about yeah well the law of one teaches essentially that the body is the learning device that consciousness is using so like just that that first three densities progression i just explained you see how consciousness has to take to us a lot of time to experience existing and evolving right Imagine how complicated and complex and nuanced the human experience is compared to like a rock or, you know, water. Infinitely more complex, even from a pet, right? A late second density pet, the difference in the amount of nuances your dog grapples with every day and you, it's like a thousand fold, right? So obviously you couldn't just first exist here as a human like how would consciousness even have the reference frame to be a human being 
without having experienced everything leading up to it, right? It's a progression. So we're bleeding through the color wheel of consciousness. So you've had hundreds, maybe thousands of past lives from everything from a rock to an insect, to a plant, to an animal, in order for you to be equipped to be a human. And you've probably had 50 human lifetimes already too, right? So you're this very complex, evolved spiritual being. And you are, if you're alive on the planet right now, you, you are on the cusp of moving from the solar plexus chakra to the heart chakra, which is, and I'll just sort of explain this in layman's terms. This is what fourth density consciousness understands. This is what all the pain and suffering of third density consciousness teaches to the heart, which is that all things exist in relationship in the universe. You can't find anything in the universe that isn't in relationship to something. And that's obvious, but the implications of that means that oneness is the highest truth of the universe. And so any degree to which you are living out of alignment with the law of one, you're going to suffer because you're fighting reality and you're contradicting reality. And so reality in its sort of mercy has to somehow show you that you're contradicting the way things really are. And it does that through what we call suffering. Suffering is like the wake up call to change how you're change your relationship with life, with reality. And until we do that to the point where everything is a loving relationship, then we're going to suffer to some degree, right? So love becomes the savior of third density suffering in that it's it becomes our north star right to get us out of this this hell we're in and lead us into heaven which is fourth density why do they call it density this is an interesting phrase because mm -hmm. when i think of something dense it's like less porous than other things so if it's less porous does that mean that as you go up in density there is less applicability to change in other words if you're first density mm -hmm. you're very porous you're very ripe for other energy coming into you, otherwise you wouldn't be so porous. So is it about porousness in, in the density aspect of the conversation? What's that all about, the density? Yeah, you're on the right track. It's what we're talking about when we use the word density is actually light. Mm. So if I have a photon on this side that's vibrating 100 times a second, and then I have a photon on this side that's vibrating a million times a second, where is there more density of light? Which photon? Indulge us. The, the one that's vibrating a million times a second, right? Mm -hmm. Way more light in a million vibrations per second than a hundred. Mm -hmm. So this is where we have to understand consciousness through the uh, concept of light. C light and consciousness are really one. We could say light is the way that consciousness is made manifest. The first creation in the universe is light. And actually everything is light, as we know in quantum mechanics, everything is light in some kind of entangled quantum relationship. So it's the density of light we're talking about. The more light that there is in a given space, the more information there is. Because light is information. The more information there is, the more ability consciousness has to express itself. So that's the key to the density is that the more dense your consciousness is with light, the brighter it is, right? The yeah. more density of light, the brighter the light is. Uh, the more information is available for consciousness to express itself. Hence why a rock is first density. It can't really express a whole lot. Like its rockness is its expression, but it can't like walk around or go have a relationship with another rock. But a human, how much more ability does consciousness have through this vehicle to express itself through relationship mm. and all this kind of stuff? 
all the people that watch your channel and all these millions of views, like this conversation around intentional dysphoria and intentional mind programming, it has to come up from time to time. Mm -hmm. How does that actually, in a way, uncomfortably help us evolve, help us mm -hmm. become higher up in a density? Yeah. Well, because it leads to a lot of suffering, you know, and we see that right on full display how much suffering is created from this super intense identification with the body of I am my gender, I am my race, I am my political view. Uh, it's, it's body consciousness, which is third density consciousness, right? I'm a body, I'm an individual, and I'm separate. And, uh, you know, every soul's at a different stage in their evolutionary journey. We've probably just had more lives where we suffered from that point of view enough that mm -hmm. we woke us up. Maybe the souls now that, that fall for that kind of propaganda are just younger souls who don't have as much experience to draw upon. It does seem to be the younger souls. Yeah. Younger age as well. Right. So they can't be judged in that sense at uh -huh. all because uh -huh. they just don't know any better. But, you know, unfortunately, they're going to have to experience the pain of this, um, this idealizing of victim consciousness. You know, it's like the... In, in the mob think in our society, it's who's the greatest victim is our savior, is the greatest among us. And so this elevating of the victim is a hallmark of third density consciousness. Have you heard of the victim triangle? Yes. So it's like victim, victimizer, hero. You're just going around the triangle forever. Oh, like, I've heard of victim, saboteur, and prostitute, but maybe they, oh, okay. maybe they go together. I mean, please continue. Yeah, well, yeah. it's just like you're either the victim or you're the victimizer or you're the hero trying to save the victim. Okay. But you go, you have to go through all three. Like, you know, first you're the victim, then you become the hero because now you want to help other people who've been hurt like you were. But in trying to help them, you do what was done unto you. You, you hurt somebody else. <laughs> Unconsciously. Yeah, to save that because it's all you know. Yeah. So you attack someone else to save the victim, but now you just made yourself the victimizer. And the cycle continues, right? So how do you step out of that triangle? It has to be through fourth density consciousness through forgiveness, through love, through understanding and compassion for yourself, obviously first, but then for the victimizer, right? Yeah. Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. Perfect statement of a fourth density being. Mm. I wonder how I just got a full body chill 